So this is how Liberty dies. With thunderous applause. What's up, guys? It is Nettie, and you are listening to Women of the Wills at last. We are back. Finally. <laughs> uh, it's just been kind of crazy um, for both me and Megan. Hey, Megan. Again. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been kind of crazy, you know, for both of us, um, just trying to get times together, um, working with real life stuff that we have to deal with work and school and of course the holidays which are now over it's 2019 yay every Uh, year I just straight up forget that I can't work retail and holiday and have a social life so yeah I'm gonna forget that again until next year but don't do it (laughs) my holidays were pretty much just chaotic in terms of family not work more like uh, just Regular holiday craziness all the time. Yep. But it's over. We are done. It's, it's back to over. normal. <laughs> back to normal. And it's kind and of shock. We're cups at Starbucks. <laughs> the cups are back to white. Or- I know. <laughs> that was so fast. I'm sad about that. <laughs> I miss the I miss the decorative cups. I really I really I enjoyed this those year. this year. Yeah, they were yeah. really they're really fancy. They were really really fancy. So we're back. Apologies for the long absence, and we are back today to talk about a certain trope which a lot of us are familiar with and if you're a Star Wars fan you're extremely familiar with this <laughs> um, which is these star-crossed lovers or Romeo and Juliet trope the definition of the trope as referenced in tvtropes.org <laughs> uh, it's usually usually means two people often but not always teenagers for some reason they felt the need to put that in there uh doomed to be kept apart no matter how hard they struggle to be together it may be fate or fatally feuding families or something as mundane as a few hundred miles separation but something will always be in their way often the two can only be together in death such as william shakespeare's romeo and juliet is the most famous example and the tropes namesake 
But the archetype dates back at least as far as the Mesopotamian mythology and Egyptian mythology, making it older than dirt, end quote. (laughs) I love love dbtropes.org. But yeah, so that's basically a crash course in star-crossed lovers and what that trope means. So what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be going through pretty much all the relationships in Star Wars kind of end badly. So um, (laughs) we're not going through all those, but we're going through uh, a few that we have that we believe fit the the trope for star-crossed lovers. Um, I just thought of one that we didn't have on our list that I think we should add, but only if you ship it, because I don't want to, I don't know, do do, do you ship Jen and Cassian? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna. We're, I'm adding Rebel Captain to this. Okay, okay. continue. Right. <laughs> okay, so we're not, we're editing the list as we talk. Okay, so we were gonna start with. Um, I was gonna say something pretty simple, pretty easy, but it's not because it really, <laughs> we're gonna start with Ventress and Quinlan Voss. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> break my heart to go. Like you know, here we go. Pretty much, yeah. So, Megan, do you want to kind of give us the rundown on how the whole Ventress Quinlan Boss story began? Uh, sure. Well, um, if you have not read Dark Disciple by Christy Golden, it is beautiful. Um, it is the most heartbreaking book I've ever read, and I cried while I was, you know, reading it the entire time. Um, but we all know Asajj Ventress from um, Clone Wars. Um, I know a lot. I mean, I personally love her and Obi-Wan bantering more than anything, but that was until I read this book and realized that she was destined to be with Quinlan Boss. Um, so yeah. Quinlan is a Jedi tasked with um, partnering up with Ventress to destroy Count Dooku in this elaborate scheme for him to, you know, go undercover and gain her trust and then work with her because in her intimate knowledge of Dooku to take him down. And I don't know, you know, to no one's surprise, of course they fell in love because that's what happens when you, you know, like let's put go through the yeah, put these two people together. They're both super attractive and what can go wrong? powerful. What could go wrong? Super headstrong. Um, what can go wrong? So here we have, you know, Jedi Quinlan Voss, who has, you know, Jedi Knight, he's taken his vows. He is a very full-fledged Jedi. And we have Asajj Ventress, who is a fallen Sith. Bounty now, hunter at this time. Bounty hunter. She, you know, mm-hmm. night sister gone to just surviving as she can. Um, and in throughout the course of the novel, um, Quinlan slowly, you know, embraces the dark side. And there's a lot of like, you know, a lot of talk of how the the dark and the light intermix, yeah. and how there's you know, a lot the, of the sides of yourself. Yeah, there's a lot of coercion from Ventress to get Quinlan to kind of come over a little bit, not necessarily to the dark side, but to see more of, I guess, from her point of view, from her perspective, what the Force was. Um, and which is interesting because the views of the Sith and the Night Sisters are kind of different in the fact that the Sith strictly use, like, you know, the dark side, whereas the Night Sisters just, they're more kind of free with it they don't say necessarily that they serve the light side or the dark side of the force but they're not entirely in the middle at all right right uh they lean definitely more towards the dark side but yeah that's right so there's this whole part where they where she like basically 
teaches him her spirituality and makes him understand and goes through this whole ritual. And there's this whole, you know, they, they, they connect so deeply just in their training to become more powerful to destroy Dooku. Um, and yeah, there's, there's no hope for him. He's so in love with her. Um, and the, so I guess if the two things we're going to focus on as we talk about these are the, the sides, the, 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 the thing that's dividing them or the, what two sides they're on. So, you know, we have the Jedi versus the dark side. Um, that's just the big one, but I mean, we know our favorite, you know, rebellious (laughs) Jedi who fall in love with people. Um, I, I want, yeah, you know, Quinlan, Anakin and Kanan, but, um, the, he's on a mission the whole time. So aside Mm -hmm. from the fact that he is on, you know, he's supposedly a Jedi who doesn't have attachments and he's still on an official mission for the council. So there's a lot holding him back, um, you know, morality aside. And, um, she's, her divide really isn't anyone like, you know, preventing her from doing this, but she's so focused on surviving and doing what she needs to do that she doesn't want any attachment. She doesn't want someone to work with all of this, but then she finds him and she lets him tag along. Um, but they are totally doomed from the start. Cause you know, it's, it's, and it does not end well. I won't spoil the ending. No, it doesn't, end but, well. yeah. but it doesn't end well for either of them. And in more of a true Romeo and Juliet fashion than others, it's just double tragic all the way. No one ever is happy again. Um, yeah. But the circumstances of the relationship, like the beauty, they're like, they have these beautiful, like tender moments that are just, you know, outside of that little space is just chaos and terribleness. So yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their relationship is beautiful. And it's like, you know, how two creatures from different worlds, completely unlike each other, can connect. That's Starcrest number one for sure. Like, definitely. Yeah. And it, it hits you hard. Like, the uh, common, like I read earlier uh, from tvtrips.org, they mentioned that pretty much the only way that two Starcrest lovers can be together is through uh, death. Often that's the only way they can be. And uh, spoilers ahead for both Lost Stars. Yes, because we will get to that in a minute. And Dark Disciple, uh, spoilers ahead. If you haven't read those books and don't want to know how they end, uh, please sign off now. Or, <laughs> uh, yeah, just you know, go read and then come back. We'll be here. But, yeah, because uh, Ventress dies. And Quinlan is not that – he doesn't die, but he's not that much better off um, than being dead. Pretty much. Uh, well, and she sacrifices herself for him. Yeah. Ventress, which, that, that's like the key like kind of thing there, which is like, I don't know. That's what made it so cool to me. Like, you know, because her character, like you get to see her character all throughout the Clone Wars, you know, how she starts off as like this big bad guy or gal. Haha. Um, that's just completely just terrorizing the galaxy and these poor little clone, clone troopers and just killing them left and right. And she evolves into something a little bit more complicated than that. And I think that's really cool. And I'm so glad that George Lucas was so invested in her story. And cause I was reading up on something for, I was reading women of the galaxy, actually, that's what it was. And I was on Ventress. I finally got women of the galaxy. Yay. Woo. And it's so good. 
ah, I could go on for ages, but anyways, I won't. But Asajj Ventress, uh, her part uh, in that book was really interesting because it was talking about how George Lucas had like this whole idea planned out for her. Uh, She was originally going to be the villain, if you didn't know, that she was going to be the villain for Attack of the Clones instead of Dooku. Uh, George had always wanted a female villain uh, in his Star Wars universe. And they have all these designs for Ventress um, in the Attack of the Clones concept art book. Really beautiful, by the way. Check it out uh, for any of the prequels if you can. Uh, They're absolutely fabulous. The Revenge of the Sith one is my favorite, though. Um, The idea that George had for her this whole time was he, in the Clone Wars, you know, they they, they had all this information for this villain that they had and he's just like okay we have all this we can't just let it go to waste and he really wanted a female villain in his star wars universe so that's how ventress came about in clone wars and we see her character growth and all this crazy stuff and the voice actress uh for her was absolutely just she was she was hyped you know for getting to see like the changes that her character that she was voicing would go through and was so glad that you know they were paying attention Dave Filoni was paying attention to this kind of stuff in there and I think that was that was really cool I was really like kind of like that was cool to read and you know to hear you know how badly George Lucas you know wanted to involve her in the story somehow and I'm glad he did because if he didn't then we wouldn't have had Quinlan Boss fall in love with her haha but (laughs) yeah and Quinlan Boss is just He's just a one. I love him so much. We only like, get to see him like once in the Clone Wars, I think, with Obi Wan. And, and he's in the background in Phantom Menace. And then he's in the background, <laughs> yeah. Which I've never understood that because of like the time. Didn't they retcon it? I don't actually know. I think they did retcon it. I'm not positive. But Who knows? <laughs> because, yeah, we won't get into that, but it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway. But like Quinlan's more like, if we're talking about rebellious Jedi, like, He's still more rugged and he reminds more me of wild. Qui-Gon, a young Qui-Gon. Yeah, like he reminds me, like he he's that been. kind of like yeah. def- defiance, but even like more rugged and chaotic than Kanan and Anakin. Right. Like he just because he's like he's yeah. he's kind of like a gunslinger, like you know, shoot now. Rogue. He goes undercover later. as like this rogue yeah. who's like, but he's instead of what's he doing? Isn't he like? undercover against arms deals or something like in the beginning yeah he's like doing something weird but ventress is like stop (laughs) (laughs) she's like Um, i can tell that's not what you are you're a jedi why are you here and you know um, she sees right through his she sees right through the lies of the jedi (laughs) but the one one romance uh trope we didn't mention for this for their particular story Mm -hmm. they even get a really 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 hilarious undercover like fancy dress yeah uh so we get to see so he sees ventress in this beautiful dress and she's all like stop staring at me and he's like oh my god she's so hot his mouth is on the floor yeah (laughs) he can't he doesn't get a bit of that you know they 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 feed the shippers a little bit until they kill us close your Um, mouth you catch flies dear but yeah yeah that was great i love the whole undercover sequence and they're then, like all dressed fabulously and i, I think the author has like a thing for that though because the same the same author that wrote this also wrote uh battlefront uh, inferno squad 
And I don't know if you've read <laughs> Inferno Squad yet. It's really good. Please read it. I'm, I'm, I won't just, I'm literally it listening to it at the moment. It's I won't like, spoil it for you, but there okay. is a sequence where they go undercover like that, all dressed all fancy to like this. Oh my God. Kind of thing. And I'm like, I'm in a ball gown. <laughs> with, with that. Hey, but it yeah, works. It works. I loved it a lot. But yes. Well, and I guess if we're going to, yeah, if we're going to wrap up, you know, that their story, we have to talk about you know, the ending when Ventress dies. Yeah. Um, Cause she sacrifices herself for him. It's this huge thing with the Jedi and it's like devastating, but you know, she like, she has a, they have a deathbed moment, mm-hmm. which not many of these relationships do. Exactly. Um, but they have a moment. I, I really, I can't remember what it is but she says something along the lines of like thank you for showing me how to love or something in her last breath yes and it's it's completely devastating but they have that moment where they get to share in that at the end whereas you know other relationships don't Mm -hmm. um so you know they're it's so they're so doomed like it's no (laughs) (laughs) not at all yeah and reminder that this is not in any of the films or anything like that this is a book on its own and this was a story that lucasfilm wanted to tell because it was actually planned to be a part of the clone wars tv series that they just never got around to doing i mean Um, honestly i i i have a hard time imagining it as clone wars episodes me too that's pretty adult like it's yeah <laughs> it's darker. i mean there's an entire I mean, there's an entire you we say that it's pretty like that but there's an entire arc in clone wars where it's all about like the like a drug cartel i mean right <laughs> but this is more i think this is a more intimate adult relationship with yeah, more I agree. I agree. devastating circumstances than anything we see in clone wars because even like you know padme and anakin and clone wars are like oh my yeah. god i love you but i can't talk to you but like it's still yeah casual definitely except for that one episode where anakin almost kills clovis because he like calls his wife cute and and um yeah you're talking about like the devastating aspect of it about how that might be a little bit too much you know for animated tv series for kids we get that though with obi-wan and satine Right, but that even then, that's still only a few episode arc. That's it not a, a few episodes. This would have been only not, a few too, though. I mean, I know, so how can you yeah. imagine that in the entire book you, into a few episodes? Because, how do you condense that? Yeah, I, I'm right. glad. So I'm grateful that it yeah. is a book. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad they decided to tell that story. Well, definitely. is that a segue into? That is definitely a segue into Obi Wan Institute. <laughs> I'm not okay. Um, <laughs> These are probably the most watched episodes of Clone Wars for me. Honestly, I constantly rewatch. The <laughs> why do you do arts. that to yourself? I don't. I have not rewatched the one where she dies. Okay. I haven't. I've only seen it once, ever, ever, and I refuse to go back and watch it again. Um, I might do it. I might. I might face up to it sometime soon you know because i'm trying to go through all the clone wars again before the they release the new ones later on in 2019 right but, I, mean, I i committed yeah. to rewatching all of it so uh, here we I, are I, I committed to rewatching all of it but i'm like only in like season two and i started in august of last year so i mean i don't know <laughs> 
Well, I'm sitting here, you know, I've committed to this Canon marathon and I'm like, wow, I have to read this story. That's going to break my heart. Yeah. All of it, all of them. So yeah. yeah. Good luck. The things, the things we do to the things we do my heart. Yeah. So Obatine is the ship name for Obi-Wan and Satine. And, um, it's really only a few issues in, um, the Clone Wars. What season is it? Three? Mm, three, I think. I think so, right? No. Um, I'm not whatever. sure. Whatever. <laughs> it's just one of them. Um, it's only two or three. Cute. It's not that far in. Yeah. Um, but Satine is the Duchess of Mandalore. Um, and there's some something going on. There's a secret. <laughs> there's Watch. a secret organization. Death Watch. Secret terrorist organization on their planet. And yeah. here we have Satine, who's this beautiful powerful intelligent woman who's a pacifist um and she refuses to cause harm to others and then we have obi-wan who <laughs> is we know our our good old our the negotiator <laughs> the negotiator um and he's tasked with protection i believe um and because someone's trying to kill the duchess and yeah. here we have you know the duchess Obi-Wan, whom we find out have been friends before. I guess he was stationed he was with stationed her. There during there was another kind type of political unrest that was happening on Mandalore when Satine was very young. And Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon mainly, was were assigned to protect the Duchess during that time <gasps> wait which segues into master and apprentice by is that is that gonna be, is she gonna be a master and apprentice <laughs> i hope so because oh, ever, oh. <laughs> ever, ever since that came out the announcement came out that was the first thing i thought i'm like that has to be where the story is going that has to be it has to be i mean i can't see anything else i mean i guess it can oh be, my god i guess it can be something else whatever that's fine i don't know anyway, it could be still. but like that could be that too it really could be and it's claudia um, gray writing it so, so it makes you wonder. <laughs> Claudia Gray um, owns me. Yeah, write us another like, write us another terrible romance and that kills us and makes us terrible you know, feel in things. a good way. Terrible in a good way. <laughs> but yes. Um but so we find out that they, they were close when they were younger. And mm-hmm. like we, it sounds like they were really close when they were younger. Really and, close. Um, you know, Obi-Wan has the ability to uh have hilarious banter with everyone he talks to that's just like one of everyone. his superpowers Even a but rock. with duchess it's a little bit more flirty Eesh. banter than anything yeah. and they you know they work closely together and you know there's this whole subplot and anakin's causing trouble and there's like you know murder and all this stuff but yeah, they and she gets um she gets accused of something and she gets accused you know, of murder. And I'm trying to think she is, I don't remember. Oh my God. I think she gets How accused of murder. I think she gets accused of something. And so she gets, she gets framed essentially. Yeah, and does. you know, she goes to Obi-Wan like, I did not do this. Hey, help me. <laughs> yeah. Help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, but, but anyway, so, so the whole plot, unravels and she does end up dying in the end yeah. spoiler um that's yeah. why you know obi-wan's not happily married somewhere um but one <laughs> of the biggest one of the biggest things about their relationship 
is so there's so much chemistry there's so much passion um there are some there are some moments that are like oh like wow like yeah (laughs) okay um but you went there the big thing about their relationship is that obi-wan would have left the jedi order for her (sighs) that is the difference between (sighs) obi-wan and our dear friend annie because anakin did both but Obi-Wan would have properly left the Jedi Order and loved her properly. 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 If she, if she wanted him to. Exactly. And to be completely honest, if she hadn't died, that could have happened. Yeah. There would not have been a Skywalker saga, but there would have, would have happened. Like, yeah, it, pretty much. It, they, were, they were so... They were that close. They were so close to it that it would have taken like a single word and then it would have happened. Um, but they were still on opposite sides. You know, we, it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting because we could do a whole episode about the parallels with the two Jedi and politician relationships. Yeah. But just the simple fact that this one had was so possible mm-hmm. is, is so it's sad because, you know, she does die tragically. And this is the only other deathbed Indeed. situation we get with, you know, Obi-Wan holding her corpse um, oh my gosh oh my god i'm Thank sorry i'm mom. sorry sorry god. sorry <laughs> why did why did why darth maul why why did you still have to be alive why Dude, why did on, you why? have to come back and kill people why that's <laughs> like that's all he does um <laughs> but yeah so that i mean it says so much about obi-wan's character that he you know he loved her so much that he would not have done it any way other than completely fully properly he would have not have given a part of him and shared part of him with self with the order he would have given it all to her mm-hmm. and it's like from and obi-wan how, like he yeah. doesn't do anything halfway so that just for him to like even say that is impressive because like wow this woman captured him because good old obi-wan but yeah definitely and it's Again, you mentioned something earlier about like the Jedi politician kind of relationships going on. Like, you know, during this time we have Obi-Wan and Satine and then possibly the most famous example, the queen and the Jedi or the politician and the Jedi, um, Anakin and Padme. And it seems to me in both of those relationships, honestly, that it's always the politician who is actually exemplifying more of a Jedi-like kind of countenance and traits about them than the actual Jedis themselves are. Because here you have the Duchess who is, she's a pacifist, but you can be a pacifist on a certain side, right? You can be a pacifist on the side of the Separatists or, you know, the Republic. She's not. She's in between. Uh, Mandalore is an independent system and that's what this whole thing hinges on Obi-Wan's like why don't you stand for anything she's like you don't understand what I'm standing for is peace and if I get involved in conflict I'm contributing to violence which is exactly the what Jedi, the need, Jedi? To, I need to take notes from Satine <laughs> take notes. sit down and listen to her talk because this woman knows what she's talking about if I wait and if I go fight for peace. That is the most oxymoronish kind of thing that I could ever do, right? And you know, it happens all the time. It happens in our world, blah, blah, blah. War is stupid, whatever. But we won't get into that. But what I'm saying is, it's interesting how the politicians seem to exemplify more Jedi-like traits than their Jedi 
dudes that they're in love right. with. Right. <laughs> well, and, and, and that just, that honestly just goes to, I mean, this is a bigger picture thing now, but it goes to, you know, how the Jedi Order became so far gone wrong yeah. <laughs> in this time. Cause here we have, you know, a, the, the poster child, like, yes, Anakin is the poster child of the Jedi, but Obi-Wan is the Jedi. He is the one that, you know, everyone aspires to be, and he is it. Here we have the Jedi. Everyone loves him. Getting lessons in morality from outside of the Order, and Mm -hmm. um, the fact that she challenges him like that is is, is impressive. It's just, it's impressive, because, you know, you don't think of, like, he should be the moral authority. He should be the one in tune with everything. While you have... What Obi-Wan was saying in, like, I think Attack of the Clones, you know, politicians, they can't be trusted. You know, they're only out for themselves. Homegirl is the exact opposite of that. (laughs) Head over heels. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, politicians are not to be trusted, meanwhile, a few months later. But anyway, and whatever. I mean, like I said, I love Obi-Wan. And, you know, but that the point goes back to, and this isn't even about you know, who's right or wrong, you know, who's on the right or wrong side. But I mean, I can't help but say, I mean, I agree with Satine in pretty much everything that she says. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, there is a point where you do have to step in, like, especially, you know, with the Death Watch, they were kind of standing by and not really doing much of anything, Mandalore was. Uh, Satine, of course, was trying to find out, but she was trying to do so through more peaceful methods, which is okay. But sometimes when you're dealing with those kind of terrorist organizations, groups like that, terrorist organizations, they don't have any morals or anything like that. And you can't simply just sometimes deal with them in that way. In that case, I would agree with Obi-Wan. But, you know, with the whole arc, you know, itself, I mean, to me, Satine, Satine was in the right and Satine got the butt into the deal. And well, and, and that's, that's how, what makes it so tragic is that, you know, she's like, you know, trying so hard oh there's an analogy for this oh my god fantasia 2000 the <laughs> short with the little black butterfly things that oh, like yeah. cover up the yeah. light one what yeah. i don't remember what piece that is but okay you know no. what i'm talking about yes and that's like satine yeah. trying to hold on to her ideals but then being surrounded by this plot you know right the bombing the the murder the framing mm-hmm. like she's just surrounded by violence and she can't do anything about it and she dies violently like no matter she is so screwed like you know there's nothing she can do to protect herself from the things she hates most and you know and Obi-Wan tries so hard to keep her in her own you know safe world of what she believes in and he fails so not only does she die but he fails to protect her and fails to keep her from the violence she despises. So it's all bad. It's just, it's bad on all sides. And right. It's, I mean, it's, yeah. And it's, I would agree that, sad. yeah, when you said about like Obi-Wan, you know, failing to, failing to do, failing to do that, which is yet another reason why I absolutely adore Obi-Wan Kenobi and I just want him to be happy, but he's, <laughs> no, that can't happen anymore. But yeah, it's just, it makes it even sadder. You know, and again, the idea of being together in death again, um, as as I read earlier, it's. I mean, maybe they are. <laughs> maybe they are. Maybe yeah, they are maybe they're. Maybe they're joined in the force. Maybe like you know. Maybe they are. 
it, is that how the force works? I don't know. But I would like <laughs> to how think the force that. works. Um, like right. And yeah. the fact, I mean, and, and if you know if you were Obi-Wan or Obi-Wan probably was able to tell himself that it was a gift to have known her at all. Mm-hmm. And you know that he regretted that probably his whole life. I mean, and, yeah. oh my God, there's a fan edit video I watched once of Obi-Wan that like, like had a whole scene bit and I was like okay this is rude um, the videos get me oh my oh my god but speaking talk about emotional manipulation um <laughs> but you know I'm sure he was able to say like the force gave me her for a time and that was enough yeah and you know I'm sh- you know he wasn't this didn't destroy him this didn't send him to the dark side this didn't send him on a spiral he didn't you know go move to a lava castle on a foreign planet <laughs> just to you know brood Right. Um, I'm sorry. I love you, Anakin. Um, but he, you know, he was able to let this go, but he did feel that, and I'm right. sure that he still felt that. So, indeed, sad. <laughs> it's just sad. Sad. So we'll put another sad stamp on that one. Sad ending. Boop. Boop. <laughs> just do the stamp. Like, yeah. Sad All right, stamp so approval. On to the next. <laughs> If you're still with us and you have not drowned us out with the sound of your tears from reliving all the <laughs> wonderful stories with us, uh, we are now on to, uh, well, another a, a ship that Claudia Gray gave us. Thank you, Claudia. Claudia, if you're listening, we life. love you and we hate you. <laughs> Thank you for ruining our lives. But the next <gasps> one is, what is it? We forgot another Claudia ship. Oh my gosh, who? Leia and what's his name? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked him. I forget his name. I don't, I don't know if I liked him very much, but he I did didn't take her. He did unbraid her hair, so I think that's <laughs> worth <laughs> I forget her name. I forget his name. Ugh. Oh, crap. Okay, oh, keep crap. talking. I'm going to walk over to my bookcase. But, yeah, so the next one was uh, Sienna Ree and Thane Kyrell uh, from Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. And basically the gist of their whole relationship is they grew up on this planet where the people are divided into waves. There's first waivers and second waivers. And one, I don't remember exactly the details. It's been a while since I've read it, but well, one is considered more of like a lower kind of rural class yes. than the other, which is more upper class. Uh, Sienna Ree uh, is from the lower class than Kyrell, upper class. So, in uh, the lower class was there first. The lower class was the yeah. ones who were okay. So that's who first were thing. the like okay. the, almost the, almost the indigenous, yeah. um, versus the new money, mm. um, and the new money, quote unquote, the the more affluent upper class um, lives closer to city center. So, you know, it's straight up, it's every type of uh, class yeah. diver- diversity that you can imagine. Like, um, but yeah, so Sienna's part of the quote-unquote poor um but they're not necessarily poor as much as they live simply yeah Um, i would say so yeah and i i loved sienna's like whole family thing that she had um she seemed pretty close to her family you know that was like a big difference between her and thane uh sienna grew up very close to her family and she had this necklace that she would wear she had she was born with a twin but the twin uh, I don't remember if the twin died after birth or was it, it was it was yeah right at birth so yeah 
she believed that it was her yeah it was like to live for both of them she would hold her necklace and say see through my eyes like every time she saw I think it was a bracelet but yeah yeah was it a bracelet Um, or a necklace I thought it was a necklace I don't know. It's a braided bracelet. I'll have to, I'm, I literally have it in my lap. Nah. Um, <laughs> whatever. It was a, it was something, it was a, it was a piece and, of jewelry. <laughs> and, um, the, I really think just out of context, I really think that this is probably the most true Romeo and Juliet story. Yeah. Um, cause it's, we literally have a family yeah. separation to begin with. Like, you know, uh, Thane's dad does not like Sienna. You know, her family does not like, how dear, why are you um, hanging out with this thing? <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah, the whole, Thane does not have a good relationship with his family at all. He's not very close to any of them. He has an older brother who, who's a tool. absolute pig and I can't stand him. But yeah. So go ahead, continue. So um, the, the whole, the whole thing they share in common is their love of flying. Yeah. So the book starts out with a huge, there's going to be a huge imperial parade or something to celebrate some occupation or whatever. I uh, think it's, it's Empire a, Day, is it? Yeah, it's Empire yeah. Day. So context, this is, this is the beginning of, this is essentially around the same time Isn't it as like 10 years Rebels. Into it? Yeah, so it's yeah. a little bit before Rebels. They're like, the prologue starts when they're like seven mm-hmm. and they're like 10 years before A New Hope. Yeah. Um. So this is like, woo, the empire is great, woo. Um, beginning of the edges of the rebellion. Um, the rebellion is, you know, going to be fully fledged in a few years. Um, but it's Empire Day and Thane and Sienna are both in their own little respective worlds within this planet and they both love flying. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a huge display, blah, blah, blah. There's a TIE fighter. Or no, it's a, it's a, there's a, there's a, what's it called? There's a shuttle. Um, something. Yeah. a lambda class shuttle one of the the the, the tri-wing shuttles yeah um and yeah. it's parked at the parade route and sienna and thane try to look at it and you know grandma tarkin's there of course grandma tarkin walks in he's like oh what's going on because someone, someone makes fun of sienna and she beats them up and then um it's like what, and he, he like quizzes them on what kind of ship it was and all this and they're like on top of it he's like well i hope you guys join the academy one day mm-hmm. so fast forward um sienna and thane become they do join the academy separable yeah. and in the years leading up to them going to the academy they learn how to fly together in um thane's family's old yeah. uh, little ship yeah. um they spend every minute together they find a cave and they have like a secret hideout um Sienna works with Thane's tutor droids um, so she can get into the academy because there's a fancy tutor droid that can teach her things and they mm-hmm. become like top students. And then um, when it comes time for them to, you know, when they're cadets and they're learning which academy they're going to be sent to, um, they both get sent to the academy on Coruscant, which is a unheard of that two people from the same planet would go to the same um academy and then also unheard of that those two would end up going to the same academy together so mm-hmm. here we have you know best friends they're inseparable going to the same academy together they're thrilled um they get there and things change pretty quickly because you know um the empire doesn't really encourage friendship um 
the 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 cover story is that they don't want ties to your planet so they try yeah. to that they the empire literally manipulates their friendship to try to keep them apart yeah and there ends up being this huge thing where someone frames Thane of destroying one of Sienna's projects and it like ruins their friendship completely mm-hmm. but they you know it was all set up it wasn't really real and you know the empire they got what they wanted they're not friends anymore yeah. Um, and For then a long there's, time. and then so the book continues like you know there's a whole, um, there's a whole bit and there's a lot of um, so that it ends up you know a few years later it's the the Death Star and you know they have friends on the uh, Sienna's been assigned to a Star Destroyer, Thane's a, a Tie Fighter pilot yeah. and you know they have friends on the Death Star and then the Death Star explodes and. There, two that things happen. Part was crazy. Oh my god! The Death Star exploded. So two things happen. Sienna sees the Death Star being killed by the rebels. As how could they possibly kill a million people that were on that station? Because one of her friends was on that station, mm-hmm. and how dare they? And Thane is how could the Empire possibly blow up a planet? Mm-hmm. So the two get immediately polarized, and mm-hmm. you know they're still not really friends at this point. But they go totally well, they opposite become, sides. It was before before the Death Star. It was during like the there was like a at, at graduation or something like that. They went like all throughout the academy, like without hardly speaking to each other at all, until like they graduated. And there was like this whole ball thing that they went to, and they ended up somehow kind of making amends after they graduated, and they were cool for a while. And then they started, like, you know, getting really close together and, like, you know, would, like, send each other, like, you know, hollow messages and stuff like that, you know, through, from their different stations. And they were going to be able to finally meet um, on the Death Star. Right. Right, 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 Yeah. And then all this stuff happened. And then they never met um, again right there. Yeah. She, so, <laughs> sorry. Um, Thane defects to the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And Sienna stays dead fast, steadfast that's the word in her in her loyalty to the, to the empire um because one yeah. one one big thing about sienna's character is that she is unwaveringly loyal that's part of her, what she knows she that's raised. part of yeah. how she was raised she's loyal to her family to what um you know and there's nothing that can happen to yeah. make her change her loyalty so make it whatever the empire may have done will have must have been for a good reason and anyone who goes against that is an enemy so yeah. so they have on both sides of the war and they end up on the same planet together. They end up have a moment together. They do reconnect, but then they go back to their separate ways of being empire uh, rebel. And the there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But basically, this whole book catalogs their relationship from before A New Hope up mm-hmm. until the Battle of Jakku after Episode Six. Yeah. So. Battle of Jakku ends with her going down with her Star Destroyer as one, as a captain should, um, mm. and Thane doing some bonkers thing to save her, and she survives instead of dying with her ship and gets arrested by the Rebellion, and that's kind of the last we know of it, is yeah. of her being arrested and in the custody of the uh, the Rebellion, and, well, then, I guess, the, the New Republic, um, and it's it's crazy like they 
Um, but it's it, so it's literally straight up. They, they don't die. There's no deathbed, but there is a unhappy ending where they yeah. are together, but still apart because, you know, he saved her life, but she is still not attainable. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was my totally botched summary. Sorry, guys. Um, I mean, hey. But <laughs> just, well, there's this book. There's so much in this book. And there you really think is. like, oh, it's not that long. Oh, it's, you know, big font. But no, it's no. going to, it breaks you. So yeah, it does. Um, but, you know, they, even when Thane is on Hoth, you know, or when he's friends with Wedge or whatever, you know, they, he still loves Sienna, even though she's still an Imperial officer. Like she makes her way up the ranks. And just the fact that there's literally nothing that could happen that could make him not love her is like, yeah, upset. it's just, yeah, it's so much. And, you know, she, she almost feels like it's a just it's a, against her duty to love anyone, but you know she doesn't let that go. She doesn't let the bracelet on her wrist go with her for her uh, twin, and she doesn't let Thane go. Despite everything, it's just sad. It, all around. <laughs> yep, and she's, she's wonderful. She is she's wonderful. also uh, one of the few um, women of color heroines in these stories, so she's yeah. canon to be. She has dark skin and curly hair. Um, her, the illustration in Women of the Galaxy for her is absolutely gorgeous. Um, oh, and it's a, it's a beautiful story. So if you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. Um, highly, highly, highly. There's yeah. also a manga version. That I have not. I haven't read. <sighs> I, I haven't actually read it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's, it's you're not going to be happy. Just go yeah. into it knowing you're not going to be happy. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, you know. You won't be let down. Be you know, right, exactly. If you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, any other thoughts on Sienna and yeah. Thane? Or I mean, I just think it's crazy how the book is literally called Lost Stars and they're star cross <laughs> lovers. I mean, it's yep, yeah, it's pretty much out there. So I mean, if you didn't, and like the way the cover is like set up too, like you know, with the Empire and the Rebellion logo kind of like split like down the middle, and there's like there's like this ship that's like kind of like crashing like over like the top of it, it's right? Like descending. It's like not gonna end well <laughs> you could just sell from the cover and that's really crazy i i as an artist absolutely appreciate that i really i appreciate i know it. It it's like i appreciate it it's great it um, is great i figured out leia's boyfriend's name okay so with that i don't we, know if yeah we will leave sienna re and thank cairo <laughs> can i can i do this like rapid fire like third second about leia sure. and her boo Sure. So Leia uh, ends up... Oh, hold on. This so is from Leia, in, Princess of Alderaan. Yes. And this Claudia is, yeah. you know, our good old friend Claudia again, ruining our lives. <laughs> um, this is... So this is Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which is a story of teenage Leia before um, A New Hope. So basically, um, you, that one episode of Rebels where she comes in and, like, does this whole awesome secret, like... Yeah. Look the other way, but I'm gonna totally do this with rebellion. No, oh no, I'm not how dare you stormtroopers that? So this is like right around then. Um she does this whole she's princess, you know, she's on her planet being a princess, um, mm-hmm. doing her royal duties, and she to the company of a boy named Kier Domati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um they they like you know, hang out together in the palace because he's yeah. her age. And well, I mean, at first they don't know what to, 
yeah. At first, they don't really know what to think of each other, though. Like right. they're both like kind of. It's not like a but, it, and you know, and he teaches her, takes her to Coruscant, um, because they're both part of this the the legislative youth, whatever yeah. the the junior senate, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so she falls in love with this guy. Um, they you know they get closer. He's kind of a butt, but it's fine. Like, <laughs> um, he teaches her how to shoot a blaster. Um, takes to the shooting range she totally kicks his butt at it um but in the end the star-crossed element of this is that um as her parents are founding the rebellion Kier figures it out with leia and he uh he tells on them he tells on her family to the empire and And who exactly does he tell again i forgot how he found out i think he tells Tarkin? He tells someone, like, he tells someone. Remember. Yeah. I don't remember who, but he tells someone, and there's this whole thing. Amelin, Holdo, and Leia have to go save the rebellion because Kier told someone something, and he ends up dying. He did it um, unwi- and unwittingly, though. He did honestly, like. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. deliberate, but, but something happens, and he told, and he, he dies. Um, yeah. So Leia had a boyfriend before Han, and he died tragically. Of and they were close enough that um, he unbraided her hair, which in Alderaanian tradition is one of the most intimate things you can do. Yeah. Um, so they had a Claudia Gray in our liberating love scenes. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So tragic Leia. Leia had a tragic story before she even met Han. So, woo. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? Leia. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why must you do this to us? Why? But yeah, I did. I, I didn't. I absolutely loved uh, Princess of Alderaan again for giving, giving us background, you know, more into Leia as a child, how or a teenager, how she was, you know, and it makes sense, you know, why she's this kind of just no nonsense kind of woman that she is. Very, she knows what she wants, and she's very, you know, in your face about it. And I love her for it. And she definitely gets that from her mother, uh, as we see in this book. Brea <laughs> is absolutely wonderful um i i love her i love her glowing artificial heart that she's got going on (laughs) to her pulmonoids or whatever and yeah that was really cool and i really i really love that book but yeah he the cure cure domadi that's how i say it but yeah he i didn't know what to think of him at first at first i was like ew he's not han i don't like him but I mean, it makes sense, obviously. I mean, the first person that you meet, Han wasn't the first person that Leia met. And, you know, we're kind of, it's kind of ridiculous to assume that. And I'm glad that they gave her kind of a more, a different kind of, you know, experience that she had had before then um, with Kier Domani. And I think that was cool that they put that in there because it's, she's a Disney princess, but she's not necessarily going to marry the first man that she meets just because she's a Disney princess. Yeah, and it, it gives it gives her more, you know, I don't know. It makes because her and Han, like she's not mm-hmm. an inexperienced dumb girl. She right. She's already suffered heartbreak. So come on, bring it on, strange. You know, cowboy dude, strange, like scruffy looking. It's, it's yeah. on. Like let's go. But yeah, and so it it makes sense and explains a lot. And yeah, I love that they flesh that out. But I hate that it was extremely sad for her. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, well, you know, we didn't sign up for this to be happy, did we? Oh, Leia. Oh, why? <laughs> why? 
but yeah so I mean unless you did you have any more to say nope that was just a little thought we should acknowledge that one because yeah that was a small oh my hit. god I, we didn't even talk about Aiden and Del but we could do we don't have to they're not really Aiden and who and Del Mico oh yeah, yeah yeah no not really I mean, but they're not star-crossed because they, they actually have a kid and like end up yeah. together and you know he dies, but it's fine because they yeah. like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, next we can do Rebel Captain. I don't know. So this I didn't realize when I like made new friends after college. I didn't realize that this wasn't like an established everyone shipped this ship because I just assumed it was because it's I didn't realize obvious to me. <laughs> yeah, because like they're literally perfect for each other a lot of people think that you know it's the chemistry doesn't work because of the ridiculous amount of editing that rogue one went under you know when they completely changed the story and a lot of people feel like it was shoehorned in there i don't but like i think it was okay okay that aside if you take the story that we have been presented Mm -hmm. they're still in love with each other so i know yeah i agree uh, but, you know, star-crossed in the inevitable fact that nothing they can do is going to prevent them from blowing up because yeah. they, their, their process of falling in love leads to them dying. Mm-hmm. So they're Together in death. Together in death. They're going to be Together clutching each other on that beach for the rest of eternity. <sighs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but I will say that my favorite guilty pleasure, my favorite guilty Star Wars pleasure is Jin and Cassian fan fiction where they yep. survived. Yep. That's yep. my that's my favorite, and you know. It, and Baze and Chura are in the background, you know, happy, yep. happy, happy Being. family. And yep. you have yeah, Bodhi yep. Rook. Don't mess with my sister or I'll mess you up. Yep. Bodhi Rook is all of their adopted son. Uh yep. you know, and it's just all a great time. And K2SO but, is the annoying older brother slash crazy uncle. But yeah, it's uh, correct. That is exactly what yep. So you know there's not much there's not too much to say about this fic because or this ship because they yeah. were, you know, doomed. But yeah, doomed from the start. The fact that he gave her a family for even the briefest period of time <laughs> is enough because she was so alone and she opened herself up to not be yeah. alone because of him. So that's it. That that. Thank you, Cassian, for giving Jin a bit of hope because um, I don't know if anyone has read Rebel Rising, but Jin <laughs> had a serious relationship in Rebel she Rising. She did. She and did. he died. Yep. Applied. She was like super in love with this guy, yeah. and she her, his family like took her in, like his mom like took her in, and she lived with them, and like she was totally in love with him, and they totally made out in a field once, and like yeah. But then he died. So then he died. Yeah. She gave up on. Her backstory is tragic, so like very, <sighs> very. Anyways, let's go to a happier ship. We're doing our okay. special mentions right now. Um, we'll go for Kanan and Hera. They are, they are going to be a special mention for this because they're not necessarily star-crossed in the sense that they're on opposite sides, nor are they together in death. Because spoiler alert, Kanan dies, but she does not, and. They, have they had a baby they have a son but that was, that was it and yeah and just really sad and yeah well i think they are i'm gonna i'm gonna counter you a little bit because i think they are a little star crust because even okay. though they did you know they have a child they live together they mm-hmm. they were still never they never let themselves be together right and you know at least not in front know, of the kids not in front of the kids and like yeah. Obviously, they were together once, um, yeah. but you know they didn't 
they didn't acknowledge it i don't think to themselves and except yeah. for that like that one bit in season four where like they're hiding from stormtroopers and they're pushed up together in an alley and i'm just like yes. um <laughs> but they you know they they're very much they're very much partners and less yeah, a couple. They, um, they, they you put know, the business ahead of everything else. Well, and they work yeah. so well together, like just mm-hmm. in general. Like the two of them, like mom and dad team, like, oh my God, best ever. They are I so good. They're so good to the people around them, so good at what they do. Um, and, you know, it's inevitable that they would, I feel like they were just kind of charted on a course that met in the middle somehow, no matter what. Like there's yeah. no way they could have not ended up together because they were just so yeah. close. Yeah. But oh my well, god! And if you've cool. read A New Dawn as well, when they first, oh my god, Kanan is absolutely he's like, how? <laughs> he's like, hey girl, yeah, and Hera's like, like no. bye. <laughs> she's like, um, but yeah, they've, they've, they've been friends. I mean, they've known each other since they were like teenagers, so mm-hmm. or young adults. Like it's yeah. they've they've had a long good run. And when Kanan died, that was one of the most devastating things that has ever happened. Um, Ever. But and oh my god, I and that that mm. one shot of him, the the image of him with his Stop. hand on her shoulder. <laughs> I can't. But they yeah. were so good, and they they loved each other and everyone so much, and they were never going to be. And you know, Kanan, it's not even about Kanan's Jedi vows because you know there was no order for him to, you know. Right be loyal to so he kind of abandoned that anyways yeah um he, he used his if you've teachings read the Kanan comics he abandoned that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> he um he you know he used his teachings to help him be the best rebel he could be yeah um but you know that wasn't what was holding him back i mean obviously he created a human so he did not follow his vows um but yeah they were just so good together they were. They really were. Um, let's let, my, my, I don't, I'm trying to rank these ships in my head, and I can't because I love them all. I just keep but. putting the sad stamp on all of them. <laughs> sad stamp of approval. It has run out of ink. I need more ink. <laughs> okay, so we have yeah. two left. We have we have Han and Leia. We have Han and Leia. Honorable mention. Honorable mention for Han and Leia. Um, reason why we put them in here, I really... First of all, I put them in here without thinking. I was just really tired and I was making these notes and then Han and Leia just kind of appeared on here. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> but my notes my notes were there and yeah, they just were kind of there. But they they were put in Oh, hold on. What's it? Well, I should, uh, another thought. What? Han and Leia, but also Han and Kira. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Ready, we're fired. We need to <laughs> We are fired. We're not even trying. I mean, but I, I, mean, don't we are think, trying. I don't think that counts. I think I don't think Han and Kira counts because I think that was literally just puppy dog love and I think her want her, you know, her enjoying her connection to her past well, and enjoying and it was, comfort. It, and, it it kind of is in a way because you know, I, I see that, but I also see it as another way because they are definitely on different sides in terms right, of where right. the trajectory literally different sides are going. Yeah. She's she has she's you know she has a goal she wants to she's cozied up with Darth Maul and correct <laughs> yeah and now we have that and, and I don't I don't I just still don't know I, how that goes I would be more inclined to call it a star-crossed relationship if I felt like she was invested in the relationship yeah but, but since she's she's not 
And okay, that's a that's a thing that I run into a lot. A lot of people say that Kira was never as invested in it as Han was, and I see it that way. But I also see it as she was extremely guarded, and it was right. so hard to read that. Like you know, especially like you could, she's guarded in the sense that she does not want to. She doesn't want to let Han down. You know, she 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 loves the guy. She does, but at the same time, she's got to keep herself in check because she knows it can't happen. Right. And it's it's also like yeah. And she wants. She doesn't want to open herself up and be vulnerable at all anymore. Because you know, the moment she becomes vulnerable, who knows she loses it exactly. So you know, that's her. her, She's so tightly, you know, so well constructed that if you, you know, anything changes, and she's just going to fall apart. So, I mean, it's yeah, it's more just the circumstances of their like personalities than of their surroundings i think because there's you know there's no way she's gonna let herself be with han right so but, she wants okay to, so but she can't right yeah but han and leia on the other okay. hand han and leia yeah so han and leia were put in here um pretty much because of the way it's more they were the way their story is constructed is more is, is kind of a spin on what we've been talking about this whole time, this whole idea of being star-crossed. Uh, the way they start out, they're definitely on two separate sides. Uh, Han is just in it for the money in A New Hope. He just wants to get in, get out, get paid. I want to get paid. Yeah, like, where's my money? And she's like, <laughs> money's all you want, then you'll get what you, you know, you'll get your reward. That's what you'll get. And yeah, that, Han's in it for the money, but Leia, on the other hand, we know Leia's in it for the rebellion. She's in it for, you know, the good of the people, and Han just doesn't seem to quite grasp that, quite frankly, at all, uh, in, like, in, an, in A New Hope. Not really, and then until he shows up at the very end uh, and blasts Vader's fighter away, and so Luke can make the final shot to the Death Star. But it's... Yeah, they're definitely on. They they definitely start on opposing sides at the beginning, and not opposing as in you know like any kind of like threatening kind of way or different sides of the war, but more of one is apathetic to it, the other is full into the cause. Right. And, and yeah, and that that changes obviously, and you know, Han gets heavily involved with the rebellion, very heavily involved. And then um, get married and have a son and all that happens. And then things go bad. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. I think we like, you know, in them coming together, they, they're a good couple because they challenge each other because they challenge what yeah. they know of the world of what they know of other people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think my favorite example of their relationship is the deleted scene of them bickering in the hallway on Hoth, like the extended scene. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Leia puts up a fight every time she, but like Leia challenges him. He's so Mm -hmm. used to, you know, just people who are insincere and not out front, but Leia does not lie. Leia just goes for it. And there's so much passion there from the start. They, you know, they are a good couple and yeah they are you know the you could say whatever you want about the whole i love you i know thing like whatever that was ad-libbed anyway so just get over whatever. it but um you know but they are and even when you know in force awakens like they do love each other and yeah 
they're they do. They, and it's just it's, the fact that they yeah. were unfortunate enough to exist in this realm of rebellions and republics and politics. Yeah. And if there was no new republic, you know, they got married in Endor. Right. Like they, Ben was born yeah. literally hours after they signed the peace treaty at the end of the war. Like right. there's, there's nothing in their life that happened outside of the, yeah politics of the galaxy the politics yeah that whole scape and that's like part of the thing that also was like the driving force that kind of put a wedge between them as well because right you, of course yeah it like you know reading bloodline again you have han who's like off on adventures really, like, off on adventures like you know on his own again and then here's leia by herself and you know they have this they share this sweet little moment uh where han calls her late at night um and he's basically telling her or is about to like, you know, tell her like, you know, you need to like lay off and you're like, you need to take a break. But Leia comes off and she says, I'm done. I'm quitting. And Han is like, what? <laughs> and it takes a step back and it shows how much, you know, they kind of rub off on each other like that, you know? And I think that's kind of cool. Um, because I mean, obviously Leia was like, she's not quitting because, you know, she just wants to quit, you know, right. She's, She's not doing, she can't see a way to do any more good in the position that she's in. And it goes again with the circumstances that they're put in, uh, especially, which this is what I think that this, again, here we go with the crazy theory of mine. How did Ben Solo find out that Darth Vader was his grandfather? I think it happened in Bloodline when that thing, when, uh, I forget his name. I just drew a blank. But the senator ousted Leia to the entire... Oh, uh, Ransom Castro. Ransom Castro. Yeah. <laughs> Ransom Castro. Gosh, I love him and I don't. I just... Ugh. Oh, my God. No, but... It, I have complicated it, feelings towards that guy. We but, also... Yeah. I, I, I think... I'm sorry. Cutting you off. But no, I think ahead. a big thing about Han and Leia's relationship is what we know is the bad parts. And people don't think that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had some terrible times, but, like... They ha- they were they in love for so long, so like, long. Mm-hmm. They you know f- for you people forget that about thirty Empire, years. Yeah, yeah. Empire okay. is still years before Revenge of the Sith, which is still before years before you know the 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 war ends. And there's right. so much in there of them being happy and together, and of Ben being young and them being happy and together. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it's not right. like they're they're like you know we're should have gotten divorced immediately like no that's not what it is you know they're just but they're just so different and they deal with things differently and that's the biggest that's the biggest problem in the relationship so Han needs to get in his ship right Han needs to get in his ship and go somewhere else when he's you know yeah you know go instead of sleeping on the sofa to cool down he goes and you know well and it's not just it's it wasn't a little thing either because who knows what they know about you know what actually happened with their son which was presumably what drove them kind of apart for all those years who knows, you know, what they were told, what they know. I mean, right, right. and, you know, definitely, that would definitely put a strain on anybody. So no I guess, I mean, maybe they are star-crossed in what the Force intends for exactly. Ben, what the and Force intends for Leia, who really is still, we can't forget, Leia is still a, you know, she's a Skywalker, so she's kind of screwed to begin with, because, you know, the Force has something. Skywalker. <laughs> right? But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rule number one in star wars Skylar, don't marry a skywalker skywalker oh my <sighs> speaking of which skywalkers and marrying them Ugh. it is time 
for the last one. For the one that has caused us or me. What what could this be? Pain. It is (laughs) 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 It is Anakin and Padme Amandala. And there's so much here. They are literally the definition. If you look up in the dictionary, Starcraft lovers, besides Romeo and Juliet, you will find Anakin and Padme Amidala right underneath there. That's the picture of them where they're like looking up at each other in the in the in the chariot going. Yeah, yeah. I've been dying a little bit each day since you came back into my life. (sighs) And then you're just like, okay, well, there goes my heart. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna actually die soon. (laughs) That's awful. But yeah. Um, I mean, okay, let's do a quick uh, textbook recap. analysis of well okay let's do a recap first um yeah. dear old anakin skywalker was a prodigal son on he was Tatooine, a right old age of nine. nine he was he encountered a beautiful 14 year old queen named padme um unbeknownst to him she was the queen to him he just looked like she looked like an the most angel. beautiful creature an angel the most beautiful person angel. he'd ever seen in his life and Lo and behold, she's the queen, but fast forward past a couple of crazy life, you know, a couple of weird battle things. Anyways, they meet each other again. How many years later? 10. And 10 years. Ta-da! Annie is now a very handsome 19-year-old boy, and Padme is now a very, very, very attractively gorgeous, perfect uh, 24-year-old senator. She's beautiful for a senator. She is stunning, (laughs) and he is awkward, and yeah. he totally yeah. falls in love with her, and he's just like, in in he's, all, he had, he had all been comedy with it this whole time, though you know for the whole right. time. no he's been in love with her this whole time yeah um but all comedy aside, like he feels so drawn to her, um and she makes him feel safe, and mm-hmm. you know she's she's basically the balance to him in a yeah. very very basic way, mm-hmm. and you know she's she's logical where he is. Irrational, and she is headstrong so she resists it for on. as long as she possibly can but she inevitably inevitably you know um, admits to falling in love with him too and right you know she she only tells him because she thinks about to die presumably die but they yeah. don't die because they <laughs> end up having babies and then but, when they don't um, die she has to deal with oh i told him <laughs> oh crap, i told him so you know they they, they escape certain death whatever Yay. She falls out of a ship. He screams funnier than ever. Bye-bye! Go um, back! And Turn then they get married! They get married in a secret ceremony with the only witnesses being R2 and 3PO and the clergyman whom apparently Palpatine... I'm not even going to talk about that. Let's not um, go into that, but yeah. So, <laughs> they end up married and they're secretly married because not only are Jedi not allowed to have attachments, they're definitely not allowed to get married. married. <laughs> they're, yeah. that, that's not even a clue. That's like the biggest attachment that you can have. You possibly have. It's legally binding. And the kid is go big or go home. He's not going to adopt a no. pet and have an or a pet. have a goldfish. No, nope, he's going to have a wife. No, he's going to go get married and have a wife. So, they are married in secret um, all throughout the Clone Wars. It's really, really, really comical. Um, cause you know, yeah. they just like, oh, look, here's this senator I know kind of well. We're gonna go on a hey, we're together. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I um, didn't know you would be here. <laughs> so it's hilarious, but they, you know, they're trying to spend time together. 
there's a cute um, Star Wars Adventures issue where they go on vacation and then, you know, almost die, but they go on vacation and like they get every moment they can together. And, what is you know, a vacation the, without near-death experiences? Exactly, right? Yeah. You know, in, in the couple of years of the Clone Wars, they do spend time together and then come to Revenge of the Sith. Lo and behold, she is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, he's keeping so. a secret and it's a secret that she, like she's not telling anyone who the father is. Uh, trying surprise. not to tell anyone that it's that she's pregnant at all. Right. She was all these big trying to hide it, and then she can't hide it once she becomes Bridge. like a balloon. But yeah. And then, you know, Kinda lo hard. and behold, Anakin falls to the dark side. Padme tries her best to, you know, convince him that they need to stay on the side of the good. And he goes but, yeah. he goes bad. Uh Obi-Wan shows up, totally knows that it's Anakin's baby. Like there was no chance it was anyone else's baby. Um, and (laughs) Padme, uh, Obi-Wan tells Padme where he is, so, because he knows she'll go to him, and she goes to him, and she's on the platform asking him what he's doing, why are you doing this, you're breaking my heart, and he, and Obi-Wan shows up on the, and he's like, no, I'm not breaking your heart, it's called Nick, and (laughs) And he strangles her. And he strangles her. Um, but, and then he completely loses it. He battles Obi-Wan famously, blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. They, you know, he wakes up on the operating table in his new shiny black outfit. And he's all yeah. like, where's Padme? Yeah. Um, uh, you killed her. <laughs> and then Palpatine tells him that he killed her. And then... Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna go, I don't think we should go into Debatable. any of. I don't think we should go into the new Darth Vader issue because I think everyone else has already done that, and I'm just not about it right now. Yeah. Um, but he never lets go of Padme. Never. He never lets that go ever. Never, never. Um, he loves her more than anything, and he. That is one of the biggest things that fuels his darkness is the fact that he lost her. Yeah. So, um, you know, the Skywalker children obviously survive. Um, and all is well for them, mm-hmm. kind of, except not really because they're Skywalkers and they're screwed. But exactly. Um, but yeah. So if we want to match that against, you know, our star-crossed criteria, uh, yeah. opposing sides, it hits every mark. They're they're Jedi and they're senators. You know, super not allowed. Super yep. super not allowed. Yep. Um, and then plus the further divide where their political differences. Uh, in Revenge of the Sith, you know, yeah. She's like, what's going on? Pretty much. Um, and they, I think the only two people who actually figured it out were definitely, you know, we all obviously figured it out, but Ahsoka definitely figured it out. Yeah. If you haven't seen the Forces of Destiny episode with Ahsoka. That one where she's Padme. all like, you guys make a good team. And she's like, you do yeah. too. And her like, Padme's all like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, yeah. <laughs> um, they... It ends tragically. Yes. Very. She dies. She dies. Anakin does too, in a sense. He really does. Um, Anakin Skywalker dies. Um, And he's haunted by her forever. And, you know, they... It's just... It's just... And all the things, like, the... The stolen glances, the hidden, you know, them hiding from everyone. Like, you know, it's hard to hide love and they do it for so long. So long. And they, you know, they pull it off somehow, but it's Not just, really. it's hard on them. It's hard yeah. on everyone. They, they get married in this beautiful ceremony that no one was right. at. And I mean, you know, 
Artu has that memory. Um, Locked away, as we see, and from a certain point of view. <laughs> until the until the Jawa watches it, and now this Jawa knows that they're married, but it's fine. Jawa, yeah, the Jawa knows, but I, that Jawa is probably dead because stormtroopers completely ransacked the Sandcrawler when they were looking yep. for the droids. But anyway, anyway, I don't want to think about that right now. R two knows. And in short, we have canonical proof that R two does know that Anakin and Padme were married. Yep. So yeah, it's party. Yeah, it's just all sad. And again, um, yeah, they are the epitome of of Starcrossed. And literally from the beginning. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Their their love theme is literally called Across, Across the Stars. stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Williams wasn't even subtle. He was like, hey guys, guess what? Guess what? It's such, a, it's such a beautifully tragic piece of music. Across, cross, cross the stars. Anyway, so yeah, it's not. No, it hurts. It hurts, guys. It hurts. It hurts but it's still the best. Oh my god! Yeah. And it can have had me forever. I love them. Definitely, definitely. And Especially, and honestly, I if you if you are a more casual fan who's listening to this, um, hi. First of all, hi. Um, <laughs> but. We are not. I and and if you are a fan of some of these relationships, I know especially um, for Han and Leia and um, Anakin and Padme, um, the comics do so much for these relationships that we don't see. So the regular Star Wars comics, um, the Star Wars issue um, that I think are what fifty six now. There's it takes place between episodes four and five, Um, so. It's all of the flirting we get with them on Hoth, but yeah. like in the rest of the galaxy. And there's so many great flirty moments, one-liners, zingers. Leia insults him in some of the best ways you Absolutely can imagine. Great. There's like this lumberjack scene too. Oh my God. Oh my God, he's shirtless. Um, but so I would definitely recommend checking those out. Um, but if you are a fan of um, Anakin and Padme um, there is a there is a story arc in the Star Wars Adventures um, comic series Um, it's a different publisher it's not Marvel but I believe it's issues 18 and 19 or something but isn't it IDW um, yeah it's IDW yeah Um, but there are a lot more stories and even even the Forces of Destiny uh, clips which you can watch on YouTube um, yeah there are they do a lot Han and Leia and Padme and Anakin ones and you know and if you want more Anakin and Padme content, obviously Clone Wars, all 121 episodes. Completely. Yep. Because that's, yeah. that's the best. Um, really but yeah, is. so yeah, don't don't forget about, we get so many great mo- moments of these relationships in other mediums. Um, mm-hmm. Even like, you know, the um, those little tiny Force of Destiny shorts. Like, they're so short, but they're so perfect. Indeed. So... Um, yeah, check those out for sure. Um, and they're a little less sad than the normal. Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Not a little bit. Okay, so kind of moving on, but not really. Um, we are almost done. That there is one more couple that we must talk about uh, whose story is not done yet. But we I forgot we were doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the entire point. The entire point yeah, the that. entire point. But trust me, this is all, this all comes together. So. In the original, go ahead. <laughs> I'm just going to preface this by saying uh, Nettie and I are unashamedly, very committedly 
uh, shippers of this. So yeah, definitely. That's going to, that's going to inform our analysis. So if that bothers you just know that that's why we're, that's where we are. So yeah, that's where we are. That's where the story's going. Honestly, it really is. Yeah. Whether you care for it or not. And I know a lot of people don't really care for it. Obviously we're talking about 2k Raylo, Raylo 19, whatever we're calling it. Yeah, so that's what we're calling it. But <laughs> apparently, so, I woke up the other day and I see that all over Twitter and I'm like, okay, I guess we'll go with that. You know, but whatever. Stop it. So yeah, um, so that will be the next thing that we segue into. But really quick, I did want to mention a, a few things about a whole entire overview of what we just talked about, which was, okay, the definition of Starcross Lovers, we already went through it several times, you know, every time we went through it. But I want to talk about, really quick, Romeo and Juliet. So, real quick overview of Romeo and Juliet. If you never read it in <laughs> high school, what high school did you go to? Um, <laughs> so, uh, okay, seriously, not everybody read it. I understand. That's fine. But real but quick, you know. segue into Romeo and Juliet. Uh, the synopsis is, there are these two teenagers whose families are feuding, and the two teenagers just happen to meet by chance. Uh, they're two very young, you know, they're two teenagers, uh, Romeo and Juliet. And they meet and they don't know each other's last names when they first meet. And they fall in love instantly because this is Shakespeare and you'll love it for sight, right? And they find out each other's last names and then all of a sudden things get really complicated really fast. And after that happens, they start trying, you know, to, they, they have these secret meetings, you know, the secret kind of, you know, just meet, yeah, meetings together. And eventually it gets to the point where Romeo's like, okay, I want to get married. And Juliet's like, yeah, let's do it. So they go get married in secret, remind you of anything. And yeah, that doesn't end up well because after that, what happens is Juliet has to find a way to get out of her father's house um and you know so she can go and live with Romeo for the rest of her life um pretty much yeah and so they can be happily ever after well that doesn't happen because what happens is Juliet takes this kind of I don't know what it was it's I call it a drugs yeah it's like it's a potion it's a potion (laughs) yeah and she takes it it's supposed to make her appear as if she's dead and but she's not actually not yet and the whole family thinks that Juliet's dead. And so they bury her in this, they don't literally, you know, throw her in a coffin and, you know, throw her, put dirt on top of her. She's in a, she's in a, whatever it is. It's like a catacomb kind of thing where you, yeah, like a crypt. Yeah. That's not a catacomb. And (laughs) yeah, where you can actually like, you know, walk into the grave and, you know, there's the coffin right there and you can just open it and she's right there. Ah, She does. She's in there. And Romeo, Unfortunately, there was a lack of communication between the two because Romeo did not know that Juliet was going to take this potion and Romeo thought Juliet was actually dead. So Romeo goes to the crypt at night and with a black bottle in his hand, which is a bottle of poison, and he takes it and he chug-a-lugs, bottoms up to the bottle of poison as he's by (laughs) uh, Juliet's uh, coffin. And he thinks she's dead, you know, bottoms up. And then he hits the floor. He's out cold. Juliet wakes up. She's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's go do. She steps on the floor. Well, she doesn't step on the floor, but I would like to think this is how she does it. She steps on the floor and she steps on, Ju- on Romeo's face. I would like to think that's how it happened. But it's <laughs> and there's, there's Romeo down there. Dead. Dead as a doornail. 
it just you know little little cartoon x's on his eyes he's gone and juliet's like uh okay well guess i'm gone too and she stabs herself and the end that's pretty much it but the important thing at the very end what happens is there is a statue made of these two made of romeo and juliet um in honor of them by each of their respective families to memorialize them and their families end up uh coming to a truce with each other and this centuries-long feud that they've had that they couldn't even remember you know exactly what how or why it started they could you know there's like this weird whole backstory behind there but i mean really it's so trivial come on but anyway so they yeah they get over it long story short but they only get over it after their kids are dead and that's it that's romeo and juliet so what that has that these don't have that we mentioned is that sort of reconciliation at the end with the two opposing sides anakin and padme they did not have ventress and quinlan definitely didn't have that obi-wan and satine mm, that was kind of up in the air but no never any kind of reconciliation between you know those who were not aligned with you know the republic or the separatists and so on and so forth uh the empire and the rebellion sienna re and thane no no reconciliation none whatsoever and so on so on and so forth you know those um there was no reconciliation at the very end no nothing where the two opposing sides after this tragedy struck they didn't take a step back and reflect on why or how you know this this all happened that hasn't happened yet my question is is it going to happen? And will we not somehow, will the reconciliation not be because of tragedy this time? Because we've had the tragedy. We've had tragedy come, we have tragedy coming out of our ears at this point, you know, with all the couples that we have in here. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I am very tired of it. We'll be happy, damn it. We'll <laughs> be happy. But yeah, so we've had nothing but tragic endings this whole time. Oh, yes, there's a few good things. You know, as we mentioned, you know, Han and Leia, Anakin and Pami, they had their good moments and such like that. But did they end well? No. So what does this mean for the official, pretty much official couple that we have and the sequel trilogy? You mean Finn and Poe? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey. Well, anyway. Um, (laughs) But yeah, what does this mean? Okay, so when I think about Starcross Lover in the context of our friends, um, Ray and Kylo Ren, um, the I like I my first thought is tragic battlefield Romeo and Juliet style. Indeed. Same. Like how what what do we have indicating it's gonna be happy? Exactly. Because there's, you know, what's gonna happen so like he's gonna die. Wait, no, no, wait. I'm thinking of something else that isn't Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> oh, West Side Story. West Side Story. Oh, oh, oh. Are you a, thinking we're going to of... have a West Side Story moment where Kylo yeah. dies and and Ray stands up and says, is this what you guys want? Right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be happy again. And then, you know, yeah. that's more likely, I think, than them both, you know, unless, honestly, if episode nine is just two hours of them battling on the same side, like the end of eight, then, like, it. I'd be happy. But, I'd be happy with it. I don't know. I have a hard time. I have a hard time understanding how this could be happy. And I think I understand that. I understand how a lot of people think that as well. You know, how on earth can you get a happy ending at this point where we're at? This is. We only have one movie left to like make it happy. Yeah. It's going to be like 
three hours long to get all the stuff that we need. Well, and especially because Last Jedi was so, you know, traumatic. Um, you know, yeah. no one left that theater happy. Like, just, you know, trying to imagine us leaving a theater happy. Like, what's going to have to happen? So, I mean, I guess, I, honestly, part of the reason why I have a hard time understanding how it could be happy is because if we think about the color scheme at the end of mm-hmm. of eight was all red, white, and black and black and red and fire. And like, yeah. So what's, what is, what's the, and that was basically the color palette of the movie really. Yeah. What's going to happen? What, what light, where, where are they going to have to be? That's going to be light enough for this happy ending. So we don't know that. We don't know that, you know, if, if their last battles on the fall, like sure, there's a lot of sunshine there. That's fine. (laughs) But if their, if their last battle is on, you know, Octu or somewhere like I think it would be the be... coolest thing if Tatooine somehow got pulled into all of this. If there is cool. some crazy battle over Tatooine, but even I'm reading a new hope only... right now, and like all the citizens, like you know, they're like you know when Luke's talking to his friends and stuff. There, everybody's like the Empire never comes here. Nobody, nobody ever cares about anything that happens here. We're just like this backwater planet and stuff like that. I think it would be so cool if somehow that just got like hey, and that just kind of like <laughs> surprise, <shoved laughs> yeah, surprise. I mean, that, hey. would, that would be poetic. Um, and you're right, but even that, I did even want to that, touch the on that only thing. battles okay. we have in Tatooine are light versus dark, but... Yeah. I, I did want know. to touch on that real quick, though. You mentioned poetic, and that just reminded me of something. So there's, like, this... Remember the quote? George Lucas says it. Star Wars is like poetry. It rhymes. Um, you know, poetry is known for... I'm a creative writing student. I've taken so many poetry classes. It's ridiculous. And poetry is known for repeating lines, um, you know, but they're, they're slightly different. Variations... Um, often, you know, often rhyming. Everybody thinks of poetry as rhyming. Poetry doesn't always rhyme. Don't forget that. Poetry I doesn't know. always rhyme and neither does it repeat and neither, there are things called breaks where literally it's like you think it's going one way and then all of a sudden the format of what you were reading is just absolutely changed at the very end. And there are several different forms that, you know, specifically have that in there. And every time I think of that, I always think, I always think that's possibly that that's the way to me the sequel trilogy has been because it's been breaking expectations since day one. Right. And that's what I loved it for. The last Jedi blew that out of the water. And I think with episode nine, we're going to be absolutely floored with it because I do think that I it has it ha- there has something has to give. Because as I mentioned above, as I mentioned above, they have all these stories have something in common where everybody's on two opposing sides. But as I mentioned on Romeo and Juliet, there's a reconciliation at the very end with the two opposing sides. So they take a step back. There's a moment of reflection where they realize what they've done and how they've come to this point. Again, the whole idea of the empire versus the rebellion, why the first order is here is because of the way the war between the empire and the rebellion was fought, which was ended. the empire. It never really ended. It never really did. It did end. The, the official, the last stand of the Empire was on. Right, right. It did yeah. end, but then there was yeah. still that fringe on the outside that became. There was that room. So yeah. there, it was never a full, it was never a full clean slate. It was a full, and full clean slate. Again, that's another thing. You go back to the idea in the prequels where they mentioned there will be the one, the prophecy, uh, who will bring balance to the Force. We, the Force has not been balanced yet. Do you think it's. It hasn't. But do you think it's been? That's what I'm getting to. That prophecy has not been fulfilled at all yet. It has not. 
that didn't happen in Return of the Jedi. It didn't happen in Return of the Jedi because no, I know, no, I know. Yeah. I was trying to think like yeah. how if someone how Luke could have a hand. Well, okay, okay. Here, here, it didn't happen. What if yeah. I know? I know we don't know what they filmed. I know that it wasn't everything. But so if Carrie Fisher is involved in this plot, yeah, she is. What if yeah. she brings balance to the Force by forgiving Ben? Who knows? I mean, yeah, because she could play an important role in this with the... It, she definitely will, I think. Again, it hurts because episode nine, according to J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and everybody at Lucasfilm, was supposed to be Leia's movie. Episode seven was Hans. Eight was Luke. You know, in terms of, like, you know, old trilogy characters and every surfacing making an appearance, you know, they were the main focus from the old trilogy. But nine was supposed to be Leia's. And... I but apparently, like, didn't I just see an article? Uh, her brother says that it's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's not like, and that, I, it sounds like they did it. They did what they could. I I know they're going to do it justice. I know they will. Yeah, I have no I have no worries about that at all. I I don't have any worries about her role anymore. I did at first, you know, but I, I trust them. I do, and I'm not setting my expectations. I'm trying to be like overconfident or anything. But I mean, right. Up to this point, you know, they hadn't let us down. That's the way I see it. In terms of delivering good story, even if it's not always a story that we want. Like, there were some things that happened in The Last Jedi that I didn't necessarily want to happen. You know, I personally didn't want Snoke to die. I didn't. I wanted it. I, I wanted it to Yeah, I didn't. But, you know, he did. And I think that makes... I think it makes it even more interesting because sometimes... Well, I think... I honestly yeah. think Snoke dying lends itself to yeah. our little Raylo hearts because now mm-hmm. there's there's not as that's one less obstacle exactly and, and sometimes what you want is not necessarily the best and that's i think okay so going. yeah i think if we want a Raylo happy ending i think what's gonna have to happen is kylo's gonna have to surrender again okay i'm, yes. I'm picturing yes. like yes. everyone on a field I and him see. like giving yeah. himself in some dramatic music and then then like hugging or something and then happy ending but I do too. I do too. I really do. And I don't like know. I don't. About that too, I think. Well, okay. Because if you think about it, if someone has to win, if we have, you know, yeah. if someone has to quote unquote win, and yeah. it's going to be, it's going to be, you know, our friends because we, you know. But will it? It's going to end. But I don't know. But if it were to, if it were because to end light that, side, then the only way the first order could be defeated was, is going to be if Kylo Ren, Supreme Leader Ren, yeah. steps down yeah from his ship and hands himself over to ray yeah kylo ren dies and ben solo lives That's not even think. yeah so like and it's it i don't but i again we have no netty we have to wait how many freaking months for this i can't believe <laughs> I'm gonna be, everyone's you know, like yeah ray level 18 <laughs> but it's still so far away it's literally 12 months away literally 12 months away but i mean yeah and then you mentioned Here's how I see it, though, as well. We literally had... You mentioned about winning. I don't think... I think this is going to seriously subvert our expectations, and I don't think we're going to have a quote-unquote winner. But we had... But we had... Listen, listen, one more thing. One more thing. You have in the prequels, right? The dark side technically wins in the prequels, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the originals, the light side wins, right? You have the balance shifting back and forth. It has to stop, or it's going to keep. Well, okay, okay, but when I don't, 
I don't think win means like Ewoks dancing in trees. Yeah. I think, but I don't believe that there can be any balance with the first order existing. The first order needs to be defeated. Can I agree, but is there going to be any balance with the resistance existing either? I don't know, but there isn't much of a exactly. resistance class we saw. So what's going to come right. out to? So if they build, uh, how much is have a whole other episode about I this? Know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but as but Raylo yeah. goes, if we're gonna if we're gonna go back to Raylo, our favorite star cross, they deserve. Yeah. If if they don't deserve to be together, like I'm a I'm a fringe Raylo, like I would not be devastated. But if that doesn't happen. <laughs> If that doesn't happen, the least we need is a reconciliation. Yeah, I agree. So I believe it's either going to be a, you know, Raylo sunset or a, you know, a reconciliation thing. But the right. only way this movie is going to end is if the two of them come together. Exactly. And again, you mentioned reconciliation. We haven't gotten that yet. And, and I think it's, it, I think it has to be something to do with the Skywalker. So it has to be something with Leia and Kylo or Force Ghost Luke or because we know mm-hmm. there's going to be a Force Ghost Luke. um like it's gonna have to be something um but you know it's only time will tell only time will tell maybe a trailer will help or maybe it'll make it worse or maybe we'll get the title in january oh it is january that's right (laughs) (laughs) it is january (laughs) but yeah i would be yeah i don't know because i remember when we got the title for the last jedi that was that fed me for months but anyway so Remember all the arguments about whether Jedi was plural or not? Oh, my gosh. Remember the days when that was what we were arguing about? Dutting the dark times. But, yeah, uh, I do. All right. So, unless, do you have anything else to say? About uh, the nope. Um, again, I was just going to plug the, read comics. Yeah. Watch the animated shorts. Cause yeah. Really, there's so many good stories there that people are missing. Like, I... I'm going to do a shameless self-promotion here. No, go ahead. I was going to ask you to. Yeah, go ahead. My New New Year's resolution um, is to read everything in canon in order, read and watch and absorb every piece of canon media in order. So I have, I'm starting with the uh, story arc, uh, Yoda's Secret War from the Star Wars comics that takes place before the prequel trilogy. Um, but I'm going to tweet about it and probably podcast about it. I don't know. I might just ramble on my own and just give little summaries, like kind of like a singing, like a Meg's declassified Canon survival guide or something. Hey, uh, <laughs> do it. Um, do it. Just for people who don't want to read all these things, but want to know what's going on. I was going to do a little just tidbit of it, but some of these stories are so they're expanded so much beyond what we know so Mm -hmm. definitely give the rest of even just beyond books so go to your local comic book store they'd love to have you yeah Um, if you have enough money to spare which i do not but (laughs) or you can go to your library your library should have a lot of graphic novels um for all of these as well because they're all released in trade paperback graphic novels so (laughs) yeah (laughs) Eh, just just come here nettie just come live with me and we can you can have all my comics um but um nettie of course you can find on twitter at nettie underscore nerd and I can be found on Twitter at Meg Meg Pen Pen. Um, and we can both be found. Well, it's really Nettie can be found at Women OT Wills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't fit of the in there. It won't let me. Yeah. I'm thinking about you. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, or do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Women OT Wills. OT Wills. But that is all for today. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Woo! It's great to be back. 
And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did recording it. <laughs> a lot of fun. So with that, I will bid you adieu. I am Nettie. I am Megan. And this and... has been Women of the Wheels. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> with me.